What's up, guys? You are back. This is The Real Deal with Casey and Jason, uh, where we talk real life, real experiences, and just occasionally we will bring up some real estate. Um, dude, super pumped about this episode and this show. And we want to start it off, I think, just by sharing some gratitude because, well, first off, before we do that, just so everyone notices, we're headphone free today. Yes, it's not not a headphone Friday. <laughs> it's not headphone Friday. So our producer, we'll call him Nick, is probably like, dude, you guys got to have your headphones He's on. He's on his way over here right he now. He probably is. He's going to come barging in. But um, I think it gets a little weird when you put your headphones I on. More, I feel more natural already. I mean, we'll see how the rest of the podcast goes. I think like, part of it, too, is that you have to, like, your posture has to be a little different when you're talking into the mic. Yeah. So I think maybe that has something to do with the reason why it feels different with headphones on. But at any rate... Um, We want to start it off with some gratitude, really, because, um, well, first off, 1,000 views on YouTube. Yeah. So 1,000 views in just six episodes, Mm -hmm. which that's awesome. I mean, it's a number. It's, you know, like it's kind of arbitrary. 1,000 doesn't really mean anything other than 1,000 people literally, you know, tuned in. So we appreciate that. We appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, We've also had a couple people reach out uh, this week specifically, my buddy Pat Campbell, um, hope I'm allowed to say his last name on here, but um, just an awesome guy that I really look up to. And he had some some just very nice words. We were able to kind of reconnect and, and have a lot of conversations this week. So uh, definitely appreciate you, Pat, tuning in. And, you know, it's just kind of um, the validation for me that it's worth doing this because our message is connecting with, with people out there. Yeah, I think that's the most important part, right? I mean, um, couple of our mutual friends have reached out to me as well. Um, and I, I'm, I'm probably going to miss somebody, but uh, Chuck, Marty, um, a friend of mine that I sold a house to, Brian, uh, several years ago, my buddy Scott. I mean, it's it's neat. It's like, you know, I had coffee with our buddy Remo yesterday. And, yeah. You know, not thinking too much about it. And we're going through different different things. And he's a, he's a really good friend. So he's making sure I have life insurance and making sure my... Uh, you know, finances are in order and things like that. And, you know, we're getting ready to go. And he's like, yo, man, how's it, you know, how's a podcast going? Like, and things sound great. Like, it's really awesome what you and Casey are doing. It, it's just cool. Like, it's yeah. yeah, just just knowing that, you know, what you're putting out there and the discussions that you're having might be beneficial to other people. It's a good feeling. It is. And I just said on another call that we had, because my brother's big in podcasting. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's the one that's been pushing me to do this for a long time. But I think there's a little bit of a, um, I, I know there's a factor in the beginning, at least, of like, who, 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 who are we to tell anybody else or to, yeah. you know, but but that's not our approach in here. But you still feel a little bit of that. Like, you know, you, you have to be some kind of expert to have a podcast. And I think what I realized is that you don't have to try to be like, I don't have to try to be my brother on here. Like, there's not going to be another C-Rock. Yeah. You know, he's going to be him. Um, but But the important thing is that we do connect with different people through this and through our communities that, um, you know, and again, just coming from a place of showing our path and well, what it's been. Yeah. And that's it. Like I haven't, I'm, I'm not on here saying that I've, I've built anything really. I mean, but I'm an expert in my own life Yeah, and I'm an expert in all the struggles that I've gone through. And if those struggles, someone else shares them, then man, if that could be helpful to that person to know that they're not the only one who struggles with something, what you might think is as small as 
you know, waking up in the morning, trying to get up early, and you just can't, like, there are days and weeks where I just can't figure it out. Like, I got seven alarms set. Like, I'm at the point now where, like, I'm putting my alarm clock on, like, my dresser, which is, like, 10 feet away. And and even some days when, you know, that alarm goes off and I get up out of bed, some days I still go back to bed. Like, yeah. I, I think there's strength in numbers. I think there's strength in sharing experiences and, um, you know, just letting people know that they're not the only one who is, it's likely they're not the only one struggling with that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. And we're not shooting for perfection again. You know, we're shooting to get better every single day. That's our, our goal. So a quick hack, because you mentioned this the other day. So what's the, what's the, the hack that you shared with me? You just said it, but for, for the alarm going off, because I'm there too. Like, yeah. um, I, I set my alarm at five every morning. I get up at five, probably three days a week. Right. Just to be transparent, I would love to do it seven days a week. Um, but what's the hack that you shared the other day? Yeah, my fiance uh, encouraged me to get a, you know, like a standard, you call it, I don't know, you call it an analog alarm clock, okay. one, one with the digital numbers. I don't oh, know, maybe, that, maybe that's not an analog, I don't, I don't know. It's one of the alarm clocks that sits on your dresser and there's just big red numbers and they show you the time from yeah. across the room, right? I set an alarm on that now and that has been helpful. It hasn't been perfect because the other day I got up, I turned that off and I went and laid down with my dog <laughs> again and woke up late. But um, if I have my phone right next to me, I can set, you know, any number of alarms and I'm just going to snooze them, snooze them, snooze. And, uh, it, you know, it's inevitable that I wake up later than I want to. So if I have to physically get up out of bed and, and I put my phone farther away and I set that alarm on the other side of the room, better chance I get up. Yeah. Love it. So try that. If anyone out there is having trouble getting out of bed <laughs> in the morning, <laughs> like we are, um, yeah. hey, share some hacks with us, but also maybe try that where you set the alarm, uh, away from the room or away from where you're sleeping, where you can't reach it. Um, to just start this off, um, I want to share or, or do it like a little giveaway here. So we hit a thousand views on, on YouTube and just one of the books that we've already talked about on the show a couple times, I had an extra copy of it. It's the 10 X rule by Grant Cardone. If you can see that there, <laughs> um, you know, it's a, it's a book that I read, um, actually shortly after my dad passed away and it was kind of. I remember I actually listened to this book first. That's it, what I did it, too. It kind of, it just, it was all stuff I hadn't really heard or thought about in that way before. So um, I'm gonna give it away if if um, maybe the first person that comments on YouTube, 10X, yeah. uh, I'll get you a copy of this book. I also wanna give you something, Jason, because Appreciate one you. of the other habits that, uh, that we talked about was writing down like goals. Yeah. And what I shared is that I keep a notebook literally right by my sink. So when I brush my teeth in the morning, you know, the, that's the second thing I do when I wake up, uh, then I write my goals down. So I'm gonna send you with this little tablet you, here. Bro. Yeah, just Thank to put you. next to your sink. L every little nation's lending. Yeah, <laughs> it's branded, can't help it. But every time you uh, brush your teeth now and write your goals down, you'll think of me. Appreciate you. Um, and then I'll save this one a little bit later, but it's another book that we've talked about recently that I wanna just get you a copy of. Um, so, with, with kind of the shout outs and gratitude here to start with that, you know, we just mentioned before we started that we're kind of wanting to move in, you know, as people and individuals and together here in the direction of our purpose. Mm -hmm. And this, what we're doing here to me and to you, it really kind of feels like we're moving in the direction of a purpose. This isn't a financial play. It's not, um, you know, we're not getting compensated for this. Right. <laughs> um, but if it feels great to connect with people. Yeah, I think it helps. I mean, some people writing it down, other people talking about it. I know for me, 
you know, just talking about things that happen in everyday life, it, it is starting. It, I feel like I feel a sense of, yeah, I think you've used the word duty. You know, it's like a calling to me that there's something more that I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily sure what that is yet. I know part of it is, you know, sharing things that I struggle with. Um, hopefully, I'll get around to sharing some things that I um, am having success with at some point. But you know, I, just letting others know that there's hope is is kind of something that is um, really resonated with me just in the first. And what we've been doing is for seven, eight weeks. Yeah, two call it two months, not even. Yeah, 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 and and two just being that purpose or that person that gives other people a different perspective. Um, you know, maybe maybe encourages people. Like you know, I know you're a coach. Um, you know, whether you're coaching or not, you're still a coach. Yeah, yeah, and sure. an example. So an example. So you kind of um, are able to build people up and give them a, you know. Um, a vision of what they could be. Yeah. Yeah. I think what was the terminology you used about the lid uh, on a, a leader's lid? Yeah. I'll go into that for a minute call, and I'll, if you don't mind. Yeah. It's called the law of the lid. So it's a um, John Maxwell principle basically where he's talking about the, the success of an organization or a team um, is limited by the, um, the, the leader and what their lid is. So essentially right. if they are, somebody that's very limited in their mindset, the team, the organization, the group can only achieve so much. They're right. limited, they're capped by the leader's lid. Yeah, so, when you mentioned that um, when we were talking the other day, I, you know, I have a few athletes that I work with right now, just on the side, um, just some um, guys that are looking to play football at the next level. And so that's that's been very powerful for me. Not, I mean, sure, teaching them how to do certain movements, be more explosive. All that stuff's great, and that's all stuff that I want to do too. But I find more, um, it's far more rewarding when I know that I can communicate with that athlete, person, whoever, that there's really no limit to what they can do. And not putting a lid on you know what they think or what we think their future might be. Like, man, your life can go anywhere, but... If you have dreams of playing in the NFL, sure, there's things that can work against you there, you know, based on genetics and things along those lines. But we're going to do whatever we can to, um, you know, make that happen. And I'm going to I'm going to be the one that says it can happen. Yeah. You know, and I just I just love that. And I want that for everybody just to think that whatever they desire to do, it's possible. Yeah. Dude, I love it because there's going to be so many other people in in anybody's life that puts that limit and lid on them yeah. and them probably more than themselves, you know, that self doubt, but just to have that presence there and that person saying like, you can do this, mm-hmm. you can, you can do more with this. Yeah. And I think a, a, a part of um, this podcast, you know, you and I can really have a, an impact on others that are maybe they're our age, maybe they're younger, maybe they're older than us to have that same open mindset that, you know, you don't have to, you know, put that limit on somebody. I think that's human nature based on all the things that we hear when we're yep. growing up, you know, and I'm not saying this is a parental thing, a friend's thing, a media thing, whatever. It's inevitable that we come across those messages that you can't do that Yeah, from whoever. Yeah. But if we can inspire more people to flip that and say that, yes, it's possible, then I think a lot of good things can happen. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, look, the way we talk to, you know, the kids, a lot of times you hear this message with with young children. It's like, hey, you can do anything you want. You can be anything you want. Yeah. But then over time, as adults, we do lose that mm-hmm. from whatever whatever factors comes in. You know, we, we do tend to lose that, um, you know, and it's it's just important to keep reaching for that. I, I was telling you, I met a guy last night um, at a networking group that I'm a, a new part of, a new member in a mm-hmm. part of Network Outdoors. And the guy has a, a business that he ran before in the recruiting world and he was always doing networking and he's like, how do I connect this with my passion, which is hunting, fishing, the outdoors. Yeah. So he created a networking group that's now spreading across the country. They're opening up local chapters. So I'm going to get him on the show because he's an awesome guy. And I'm like, man, that's what, you know, we talk about that. Yeah. We've talked about community a lot. I think that's a great idea with that, you know, what your, your friends doing. Yeah. And he, the fact that he just, he did it. Because we also talk about this these kind of things all the time. Yeah, and like that's a good segue. Like yeah. I don't want to cut you off, but like uh, maybe I, I don't know. I could have already talked about this in our last episode with Megan. I don't remember, but I know you and I have talked about it. The thought of being in motion versus the thought of taking action. Yeah, right. I feel like I'm in motion a lot, and I think James Clear in Atomic Habits likens it to a writer who you know wants to write an article, uh, you know, something online, whatever. If he or she is simply taking their notebook and writing down ideas of topics for what they want to write, that's like being in motion. Right. Right. But actually taking the step and writing something is taking action. And I know that I'm in motion a lot and not in, I don't take very much action, but that person took action. Yeah. Which is really cool. There is something to be said about that yeah absolutely and we talked about i mean we do it all the time and and this is why i appreciate our friendship because we have conversations like this it's like hey if money wasn't an issue what would we do Mm -hmm. if you had all the money in the world how would you spend your time and you know these different things come to my mind and i'm like man i need to start taking steps in that direction i know because i think so quickly it can it can all pass you by not that there's not always going to be an opportunity but the reality of the situation is you know, if you if you take action now, uh, you know there's a better chance that you achieve what you want to achieve as to as opposed to delaying that action. Yeah, and here's the thing: life's short. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we all know that we're um we're here for a limited amount of time. You know, and it's like how much time do you have to do that? Well, you have a lifetime, but you don't know how long your lifetime is. Right. So really, you don't know that. And yeah, as much as I, in my mind is so open, you know, to, yeah. to these different things, which is awesome. And it seems, yeah, this is this is really helping with that. Yeah, and it helps us with that. Yeah. And just talking about it. Um, but I wanna encourage everyone, and, and I'm encouraging myself at the same time, think about that, really really ponder that question. What would you do if money was not an issue? If you had the time and the freedom, mm-hmm. what would you do? And then, look, it doesn't have to be like, well, I wanna, um, whatever it is, right? Um, for me, it's like, well, I would love to own property and, and have a hunting camp and bring people there. Like, that's yeah. my dream. Yeah. Well, I'm not going to just quit my job and go do that because it's not feasible. However, I can take steps in that direction. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the the secret is like, take a little mini step in that direction of where you want to go, knowing it's not going to all happen at once. But if you're moving in that direction, it, it like fills you up. Well, yeah, and, and we've talked about that in a, in a number of different ways, but that's the same thing as you know, small, consistent wins. It is. Over t- I mean, that's it's the exact same concept. Yep. If you're taking one small step toward what you want to be or what you want to do, or what you want to have, you're going to look back and not really know what you did to get there, 
Yeah. But it's just a combination of all those little things that you did along the way. Yeah. Hundred percent, and same with like getting in shape. Mm-hmm. You know, we look at that, and you look at the end result, right? That's your goal. I want to have a six pack and be ten percent body fat, whatever. Yeah. Okay, that's awesome, and that's great to have a goal, right? We all need to have them, but then you need to take a little small step in that direction consistently. You're not going to snap your fingers and and go from wherever you are to that. Yeah. So if we you, need. If you took a picture of somebody day one and then day three sixty five, and they worked out every single day. Right, the difference between day one and day 365 would be huge. But if you looked at every single picture every single day, you wouldn't notice much. You wouldn't tell a difference. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's just like I'm wrapping my head around that as we do things like this podcast, and I keep using this as an example because it's something that it moves in the direction of what I what who I want to be. Right, and it's a small step, but it's a step in the right direction. And it, it the feeling that you get from moving in the direction of whatever your ultimate goal is, whoever you want to really be, it's so powerful. Yeah, and, and I know you feel it. Like I can I, I can just see it when I talk to you and I can feel myself when I when I talk. I know I can feel it too. And it's just like I want other people to experience that. Yeah. So absolutely. Bad. And and that's why we do this. you know, my one of my missions is like I, I love seeing people win. Mm-hmm. When I try to figure out and I get asked the question, what's your you know, what's your goal? What's your mission? I want to see all people win because yep. winning to me being a you know athletic background is like there's no better feeling than winning. Yeah. So whatever that is for each individual person and it might be it could be anything. It could be um I use a funny example it just came up um Claire went to a class doing aerial yoga. Mm, saw that. That's cool stuff. I've never even heard of aerial yoga. Yeah. So her instructor, amazing lady, she's so passionate. She's mm-hmm. got a group that comes in there all week. I mean, they have different groups, but they do aerial yoga where they literally hang themselves from, um, I don't even know what the things are called. Yeah, they look like a mixture of like bands and ropes. Yes. It's some sort, it's like a mini, uh, what do you call it, a hammock. Like, yeah, it is, like a hammock. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then they also do um, like bungee cords where you bungee in and then they okay. do like aerobics classes. I'm like, I've never even heard of this, but this lady had a vision for it. And she made it happen and she loves it. She's passionate about it. So that's awesome. I'm like, good for her for for going after that. Agreed. Um, I want to shift a little bit into, you know, maybe something that people get stuck on because I get stuck on it. And that's, I just keep thinking like rhythms. So, I, you know, I, again, I don't want anyone to think that we have it all figured out. We are figuring it out as we go. Yeah, like all that, what we just talked about, like in these hour or two, like I feel real good. I feel the energy, but that's, I don't want to say it's not the norm because I'm feeling it more and more, but there are plenty of times throughout the week where some days I feel hopeless. Yeah. Hours at a time, you know what I mean? Like, so yeah, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> I, I mean, that's exactly where I was going with this is, you know, we, we go through rhythms, I think, of, I don't know what you want to call it, motivation, feeling good, um, some days not feeling so good, some days feeling like, maybe I do need to just quit my job and go, you know, buy uh, go hunting every day, right? Yeah. Like, I go through feelings like that, I think, and everyone does at some point where it's like, you know, you, you don't always feel like like you do when you feel good yeah <laughs> you know right sometimes you go through down spurts but we know i guess what i found with this in the rhythms part of it is the more i've been consistent through uh weekends specifically because i used to be on this like 
like program where it was like f- four on, three off. So it was like <laughs> four days a week I was on a program. I was getting yeah. up, I was working out, I was eating good. I was on a program. Mm-hmm. Then Friday, Saturday, Sunday came and I was off the program. Yeah. And I wasn't just a little bit off, I was way off. And then so my rhythm would be messed up. And then I would start again on Monday and I'm like, you know, Monday sucked for me, honestly, because I was like, man, I didn't really do anything productive this weekend. I ate like crap. I don't feel good now. Like my sleep's messed up. Well, you broke the chain. You do. You broke the you broke that that chain of the you know the four good days with you know three bad. You know, they say if you have one bad day, don't string it to a second one. Yeah. Right. For whatever that is, productivity, whatever the case may be, because then you're you're creating momentum in the wrong direction, and then it can just as quickly slide the other way badly. And why? It's like why do we do that to ourselves? I questioned that for for over a decade of my life, probably longer, probably twenty years. I just like. Well, I, I think the the simple answer is is probably easier to do that, right? I mean, it's easier to go eat something crappy. It's easier to lay in bed longer to you know drink whatever. I mean, at least that's my thought. Is that you know, yeah. those are those are easier decisions to make, um, and it it's it's tough to do the right thing, like it right thing i know that that's um kind of all relative and i'm not necessarily saying that everything you and i are doing is right yeah but doing something that is going to move you forward i guess yeah that's that's a tough thing to do because the first thing that i think when i'm trying to do something for that moves me forward is that i can't do it or that like i'm gonna fail or at least that's me so my natural instinct is to not do that thing yeah well we talked about the other day when we're talking about right thing it's not necessarily, you know, right or wrong for, for any one person, but it was the, um, how did you put it? The short term, it's almost like short term pain for long term gain. Like, yeah, it, I, I, James Clear, I just talk about him all the time now because I'm still reading the book, but Atomic Habits, he says the costs of your good habits are in the present and the costs of your bad habits are in the future, right? So, Great like, a, quote. a bad habit feels good usually at the time you do it if it's eating something bad for example yep right but then there's a good chance you feel like crap the next day right your cost is not immediate it's the next day yep or 10 years from now or 10 years from now especially if you stack those all up over time right it's just like the picture of the guy on day one and day 365 except the reverse yeah right um but the cost of your good habits are in the present right if you I'm just going to use cold plunging because that I've been doing it right in the present. That sucks. Oh yeah. Right. But then a few hours later, I feel really good. Yeah. And you can use working out is the same thing, right? It's difficult to work out. You're putting stress on your body, everything. So it's not necessarily, I mean, yeah, people get like excited about like big lifts and things like that or whatever they're doing. But I guess the point is that it's difficult, right? That's your cost and it's in the moment. But yeah. if you do it for a long time, it pays off. I think that's pretty accurate way of figuring out. If, yeah. if anyone's unsure about what the right thing is, we're not here to tell you, but think about it. Are you paying for it now? For sure. Or are you going to pay for it later? Yeah, I think that's a... He he, he talks about somebody else in the book that, that, you know, I don't have that person's name on me. Um, but that person says, you know, most of the time that is the case, right? If it's something you probably should do, it's probably going to suck in that moment. If it's something that you shouldn't do, it's probably you're probably going to get pleasure out of it in that moment. Yeah. So think about that when you're you know when you're evaluating a decision, and a, that makes a habit it especially. Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it makes it more, um, you know, 
it makes it more, uh, I forget what the word is. Um, it's either this or that, right? Black and white, it's, um, you know, it's an, it makes it an easy decision. There's it takes the gay, the um, the gray area out of it. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not debating with yourself in your head on like, well, should I or shouldn't I? It's like, well, you know, hey, what's the decision? You know, yeah. and make it and then move on. Um, so I love that. Uh, one other thing that's just popped up for me, you know, again, this might be the subconscious mind at work because I'm feeling this and now I'm starting to see it more. Man, I'm glad you're talking about this. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> because this seems to happen a lot. We'll have a conversation, and then all of a sudden, we're like, "Hey, like I just saw this other, you know, thing," and they're talking about the same thing we were we were chatting about. Um, but recently, with social media, I wanted to just kind of get into it. This probably merits its own episode, but let's just start with this. What are your thoughts on social media? Just overall feelings on it. I think they're they're influenced a little bit by Gary Vee because I've been following him for a long time, and one of the first things I heard him say that stuck with me was. What would social media be if nobody used it, but it still existed, right? It's just empty channels, empty mm -hmm. pipes. Nothing's happening, but it's all there. Like everything that social media can do is still there, but if no human is interacting with it, then it's just empty pipes. But the moment that humans get involved is when, unfortunately, not all the time, right? Humans do a lot of great things, mm -hmm. but on social media, you hear a lot of negativity. Yeah, There's a lot of tearing people down to build yourself up, those kinds of things. So my negative thoughts about social media are typically related to you know why do we use it the way that we use it not what it is but why yeah. do we use it the way that we use it so with that being said what um how do you use it now just out of curiosity like yeah most recently i've just been using i mean traditionally i have not used social media a ton because i'm afraid to like just real talk. Um, afraid to because you don't want to put yourself out there? Yeah, don't want to put myself out there. Afraid of what somebody's going to say. That's stupid. Somebody's going to screenshot it, send it to their buddy. I mean, everything you know that you would think is what I'm afraid of. Um, but just more recently, I've been sharing a lot of our podcast episodes. Yep. I've been trying to um, find more things that other people are doing and encourage them. Um, you know, I like to post pictures of my dog on there. Yeah. <laughs> things like that. But that's really how I'm using it. How are yeah. you using it? Yeah, so I... Um, I'm one of those people. I think I could, I honestly, I could deal without it. Mm -hmm. um, but the way you put it was just interesting because it's like, well, social media itself is not really the, the, it, it's not a problem. It's the way that, that people use it. It's an opportunity. And it is. You can do whatever you want with that. Yeah. So it's just interesting to, you know, to hear it put that way. I'd never heard that, but I, I think the the big thing about social media and the the thing I'm kind of realizing is that it will give you more of what you, um, uh, not necessarily what you put into it, but more of what you consume. Mm -hmm. So if you, you know, I guess in the past, I would look at social media, I would get trapped in it. I would get stuck in it. I would see things that weren't in line with where I wanted to go. And I, you know, maybe just didn't realize, but it was because it was feeding me the things I was looking at. Yeah. Or stopping on or whatever. And it could be, you know, the negativity is a big one. Right. I thought social media was filled with negativity because like anybody else, I get, I see something negative and I'm like, what is that? What's going on here? Right. And yeah. I would stop on it. And more recently, I've been way more conscious of um, posting on social media mm -hmm. because I think it is a, a tool that we can use for our business. It's a tool we can use to connect. Yeah. We would never be able to connect with people the way we have right. if we didn't have social media, but being more conscious about what I'm using it for and not being used by it. 
but also too just being very conscious of what I view on there and what I stop on. So now it's it's all these uh, people that are that are you know that inspire me, that have yeah. a good message, that that are positive. That's the things I look at. Now when I go on social media, that's what I see yep. constantly. I don't see the negative. I don't see the you know the just the stuff that's you know kind of tearing people apart. Yeah, and. You know, I, I can't speak too much for the algorithm because I don't understand it. I mean, I just I can only really regurgitate what I hear other people say, and I don't even know if it's true or not. But uh, you hear, um, was it Andy Frisell who had the one uh, the one guy on who was like the algorithm? It was the episode that you and I were talking about. Uh, yeah, Jason McCarthy, I think, yeah. was, was yeah, yeah. the guy who was on there. He's like the algorithm knows, uh, you know, <laughs> what it's going to show you next, just based on how long you look at something. You're right. I mean, you were just yeah. saying it. Not even if you like something necessarily but how long you just spend on whatever image that is and it supposedly right i i don't know this for sure but it's reading your eye movements and things along those lines i mean it's so yeah if yeah. you're if you're being conscious about like i'm only gonna scroll through and look at the good stuff and like interact with that then i'm sure that's what you're getting back yeah absolutely um I think just be conscious of it right mm-hmm. is the is the message and and if you're not seeing what you like on there and stop looking at what you don't want to see. Yeah, and, and and just build, you know, I think sometimes we don't build people up because we think if we build somebody else up, it's going to take away from what we can do. Yeah. And so the instinct is to tear other people down, which will help build you up. But that's just not the case. It never works, right? That's just not the case. Yeah. yeah so I mean, build somebody else up and that will, I'm not saying to do it for this reason, but if you build somebody up, good good chance that something that all that good stuff will come back around to you yeah it's karma and karma i just think it's always at work it's always at play um you know whether somebody be a competitor of yours somebody that you like don't like it doesn't really matter you should always root for other people to win yeah and that's why that's my um you know my mission is that i want to see other people win yeah and the byproduct of that um which isn't why i do it but the byproduct is that the more of you, what you put out there, the more is what you get back. So, um, you know, it kind of works. It works like that. So if you ever root for someone to lose and you're rooting against people, you're rooting against yourself. It's just not a good strategy. No, it's not. And you know, the world doesn't need that. Right. You got a a sign that you brought in today. It says everybody love everybody. (laughs) Yes, sir. I love it. Like semi pro Jackie moon, which is Will Ferrell. Yeah. It's have you seen it? Semi pro. It's been a while. Yeah. 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 Okay. Sorry. Yeah. That's everybody right. love everybody. Yeah. But that's just an awesome <laughs> message, man. Like let's, yeah. uh, let's spread the positive and, and keep it going that way. Yeah. Um, so I want to close this one out today. Another book that we talked about recently, uh, between you and me and we'll, we'll put links to, so Pat had a good suggestion. He's really like, you guys good. talk about a lot of books in here. I'm like, yeah, well that's what a lot of our conversations kind of are spurred on by things we're reading and looking at. So, uh, we'll put a link to this book, but it's called the untethered soul. It's by a guy named Michael Singer. And super interesting. It gets really deep. It took me a long time to read it mm-hmm. because you really have to digest what he's saying. Um, but kind of the whole concept behind it is that you are not your thoughts. So uh, people, and you know me included, a lot of times you think that the thoughts that, that pop into your head and go through your head, that's you. But it's really not you because it can't be you because you are the one, you are the one observing these thoughts that come into your head yeah. and go through your head. So it's a, he talks about taking like a, a, you know, a seat of consciousness, finding, you know, us uh, centered basically so that you can kind of observe that 
you are the one observing, right? Right. And it's kind of mind-bending, and I don't explain it nearly as well as he does. It's, I get what you're saying. It does sound mind-bending. Like, take, that takes a minute to digest. It does. And uh, I just want to share this book with you. I'll send it home with you. Thank um, you, I'll put this up here, too, so everyone my, can see. My, my gifts to Casey are forthcoming. Yeah. No, <laughs> Thank you, you Seriously. But uh, I just think it's, you know, it's cool. When you stumble across something, right, like, it, it's cool to share it with somebody else and then get their take on it, so. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. I really do appreciate that. Absolutely, brother. So, um, guys, this is the real deal. Please, um, again, we thank you so much for liking the show, sharing it, yeah. commenting, sending us questions. So awesome. So please keep it up. Um, it helps us, you know, and, and gives us motivation to keep going for this. So yeah. until uh, until next week, man, we'll see you. Thank you all.